We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 PGA Championship Picks Bets. One and done if you want to get into a draw for well, upwards of like $800, $850 at different incremental levels. There's a $200 giveaway thanks to one of the viewers of the show who cashed himself $50,000 a few weeks back. He is added to the pot. So shout out Landon. Thank you for giving back to the community of Pat Mayo Experience listeners. So we have a few $33 giveaways, a few $20 giveaways, some $10 giveaways. So there's a lot of stuff to be giving away right now. Easy ways to do that. You subscribe to the newsletter, you're in the draw. You retweet anything you see on Twitter or share on Facebook, you're in the draw. But the big one to do is, and I put this in the description of the video in pod, is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for the Pat Mayo Experience, something generic that you enjoy about the show, or go in-depth, whatever you want to do. I don't want you to take too much time to do it, uh, and leave your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you on that site if you end up winning. That is worth 10 entries into a draw if you do it. So everyone who's previously done it is already in the draw, but if you want to put yourself back at the top of the list, I recommend that you go do it again. All right. I'm going to be pounding off the, with extra info, some giveaways that are exclusive to the newsletter. So I highly recommend that you hit up the newsletter, the DraftKings Pick Show with Ben Raza already out. The Research Show already out. Those are both on Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience audio feed. If you're watching the video version, sub to the channel, smash the like, and give me your favorite long shot play at Keough Island, the Ocean Course, this week for the PGA Championship. Additionally, there are 6,667 spots in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. That's already 35 or 40% full, $15 to play, three max entry. There is $100,000 of guaranteed rake-free money in that prize pool. Flat payouts. It is the best tournament on DraftKings. You get the link in the description. So you better get your spot now. Reserve it. Do whatever you have to do. All three entries because you're going to miss out if you wait until Wednesday to go do that. Plus, the biggest thing that you should probably know about if you're concerned about betting or playing DraftKings or whatever it might be is that FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off. And if you get the monthly membership today, it brings you from the PGA Championship this week 
all the way through the U.S. Open. So you get major to major at 20% off on the discounted already monthly. So I highly recommend you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo and go get yourself the Fantasy National membership right now. Okay? Jeff Feinberg is on the line with me. I don't know if you touted K.H. Lee or not, but I saw you cashed a gigantic K.H. Lee ticket. I want to give a special shout-out to Jeff Ulrich, who was on the show last week on the DraftKings show, who gave me the hard sell of why I should be betting K.H. Lee. I was like, no, I'm going to bet Doug Gim because I'm a genius instead. But congratulations, a 200-to-1 winner for both you and Mr. Ulrich. That is very nice. I saw a lot of people out there had it as well. Yeah, I didn't tout it. I shared it with a few close personal people when it sort of looked like it was actually going to happen. And full credit to uh, to Jeff Ulrich, because uh, I was trying to figure out where, where it came from. Like someone really smart, Pat, who knows way more about this stuff than me, I think broke into one of my betting accounts and put a little nibble on KH Lee at 200 to 1. Wow. So you I don't even know how to think about that part of the board. Yeah. Like when we get into the show and get to that part of the board, I'm literally at like naming names. Like, I don't know, but there are people you trust that hit winners and I seem to find them at those numbers. And uh, if you give someone that maybe I've got like uh, a piece of FOMO about or just a vibe, I don't know. So there it is. Lucky enough uh, to have, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever had me look at my phone and do that. Bless the Lord. Now you got a lot of money to waste this week. Oh, I'm going to. And here's the thing. It it was perfect because I said this before. For the most part, like any event, Pat, I'll like just take my loss, move on, just try to get the next week. Unless something, unless you catch the book, like really sleeping or in like a world that doesn't exist anymore in the current climate where I live, where like the wife is going to take the kids out or be gone somewhere all weekend. Like, no, I might like degen a tournament, but major championships, Pat, I'll like go down swinging or die trying. Like, I mean it. I, I, I will. And thank God for Hideki saving my bacon, throwing haymakers on the way down uh, at Augusta a couple months ago. But I would expect this week to be no different for me. Love this stuff. It's hope. like a fetish. I, These I majors and go ahead. Maybe I could do this when uh, we have Tim join us, but like I need to do an f- entire Mia Culpa, which I feel like I've alluded to over the past couple of years, but I really need a full throttle, like apologize. I used to just really be annoyed by this tournament. Like what a snob I was. Maybe I still am. Some would still say, Pat, it was the fourth major. I was like, no kid has ever grown up trying to hit a putt to win a Wanamaker. Maybe Justin Thomas, because his dad was a PGA professional. So like, I get that. The trophy is like obnoxiously large. The final major sort of like in the players that tried to like remind you it was important, which always bothered me about it. But I don't know, man, like, there's been a pocket of years, maybe since I really started getting into the game, appreciating the game, how beautiful the game is. The courses the, these championships go to year in, year out, end up probably being like my favorite major layout. You look at the upcoming tracks, you look at the tracks that they, you know, what they require out of their golfers to win the championship. And, and I am, I have fallen in love 
Maybe it was as simple as that Ric Flair promo at, uh, at Quail a few years ago when they went to Charlotte. But I have fallen in love with this championship. Hitting a winner more cow last year didn't hurt. No, hitting winners is always nice. That's usually how I gravitate towards what my favorite tournaments are. It's like, oh, I've hit like three winners here the past five years, which can only really be said for like two courses. And I think those are all my wins at that point. Essentially, if Morikawa wins, I'll win. And if it's at Harbor Town, I'm going to end up winning, it seems, every every second year. So I guess we should find out who we shouldn't be betting, right? Like, isn't that step one of, because there's, you look at the odds, the odds are pretty generous this week, especially I saw that oh, right, be- yeah. right, oh, yeah. right before we came on air, DraftKings Sportsbook updated their odds, and they basically pushed everyone, even Rory ended up being pushed down the board. I was like, all right, I can fuck around with a few of these. Uh, so now I got to really kind of narrow it down. And the first step I think we need to do that is figure out who's not going to win. <laughs> and realistically, there's only one way to find out which golfer isn't going to win. And I think he might be standing by. I'm not sure, but we'll get to him very quickly because his name is Timanda Gust. Timanda Gust. That's uh, not my name. So the most important thing that we do on these major championship shows is bring you in so we can talk to you and figure out who you are betting this week and maybe even try to find out who you think is not going to win this week at the PGA Championship. So who are you, who are the custy three? Who are the cursed three? Well, I dispute that. As a big game hunter, I tend to hit these more often than I don't. But Okay, my, well, my, hold, my, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold let's, on. Let's, let's rewind for a second. When was the last time you picked someone to win a major and they won a major? You picked Rory at the players, and he's, that's like, what else did you do? Well, that's not a major. I picked Hideki to win the players last year, and he did. I picked Rory <laughs> oh years ago, God. and he did. So, so, uh, so, you've, so, so what you're saying is that you've never actually picked anyone to win a major. No, that's not true. I, 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 I picked Phil to win the, the Masters year that was before the family Masters. What, in 2008? Uh, <laughs> and I think it was. Okay. Uh, I hit... I hit a bunch of second and third places the last couple of years in major championships. Yeah, which does you no so, good. Well, it does in the one and done. I mean, I had a top four finish. Tim, you're, Tim, Tim, you're on a betting show. Second place doesn't mean shit. Yeah, but for me, second place is really good. And so it makes you feel good about losing. You literally called yourself a big game hunter. And the first event you referenced was a tournament that was suspended after the first round last year. Uh, if you don't think I'm going to take it as a win, you're very mistaken. But you also claim that you hit these more often than not, and you've yet to prove an example of you hitting one. I, I tend to hit them more often than not. But let's move on to the uh, the pick. So as I saw you put on, on, on Twitter... Uh, I had a dream on Saturday night about the PGA championship, which is very strange that I had that, but I did. And I dreamt that Bryson DeChambeau won the championship. So I take that as a sign that I should pick him because I wasn't planning on picking him, but I feel like I'm obliged to. So I've already used Bryson in one and done. So he won't be my one and done, but he's my pick to win the championship. Now, you know, I mean, what help, there's not much that needs to be said about him. This course is nearly 8,000 yards long. This is a PGA championship where length is going to be critical, 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 more than usual, perhaps. So it's a really big advantage for him to have that length off the tee here. And I, I suspect he'll put it to very good use. So I think he's a very easy pick and 
again, I had a vision, so I'm taking it. It was my first pick. You had a dream. I guess the only question that I and the people probably need to know is, was it a wet dream? Oh, God. No, of course not. Are you sure about that? I guess I was at a PGA championship. I don't know where it was, but I was there, and I was standing behind the 18th green, and Bryson hit an approach shot that went off the physical flag, like the fabric part of the flag, and dropped right to two inches to the hole, and then he walked up and putted it in, and then he threw his hat into the crowd like Mr. Palmer used to do. And I just, he won the, so I just remember him winning, and I was like, woke up and went, well, this has got to be a sign. So let's go with it. All right, so that is your first overall pick is Bryson. Bryson coming in right now at 15 to 1 on the betting board at DraftKings Sportsbook. Who's number two? Number two is uh, Colin Morikawa, who oh, won this no. event last season. Uh, you know, people would say, well, you know, you don't, you should, you know, why are you taking the guy who won it last time? Well, if you look in the last several years, Harrington won back-to-back PGA championships. Uh, yeah, Tim, you just said the last several years. That was 2005 and 2006. It's almost 20, it's almost 20 years ago. I believe, it was, I believe it was 2007, 2008. So uh, more than a decade ago. So more than a decade is a few years for you. Won back-to-back U.S. Opens in 17 and 18. Uh, you saw speech went back-to-back majors in 2015. So this idea that picking somebody who's already won. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I don't take that that narrative into play. I think he's got a, re- a really good opportunity. He's playing good golf. Uh, I don't know what his odds are. He should be about 30 or 35 to 1, I'm thinking. Uh, but I think he's a pretty good bet here. So I'm, I'm going to play him. And I, he's my one and done as well. All right. So he is 30 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. But you just went on about how – you need to have the length because you know you're gonna have to navigate eight thousand yards. It doesn't worry you that he's not a big hitter. He does not have the length, but he's a marvelous iron hitter. That's true. And I mean, if you can, if you don't have length, you need to make it up in some way with something exceptional. And he has exceptional ball striking ability. So I think that makes up for the fact. Uh, You're uh, also playing the opposite side of the coin. Like if it plays a different way, you might have the best player in the field. Quite possibly. And, I mean, I'm not betting more and I don't mean to like hyperbole actually call him the best player in the field, but I know what you mean. If that, if that, if it just ends up playing, uh, cause uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there is debate as to how it would play. I, I obviously still lean to distance, um, but I heard Pat die a little like Ralph Wiggum when you picked him. It wasn't great. Well, and my third pick, because I, I always make three, uh, is Mark Leishman. Not yeah. only is Leishman a good player in majors, he's been playing well recently. Yeah, he is. And uh, I just think that if he were to break through in a major championship, I wouldn't be shocked at all if on the ocean, in sort of weird circumstances, as a as a, as a marvelous player, he broke through. So I'm, I'm taking him as well. What is he, 60, 50? I've seen it between 60. Maybe you could find an 80. I um. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm potentially interested in Leishman. I mean, I guess it's something me and Pat will debate further later on. I, I yeah, I think his number is fair. He's kind of. Uh, it feels like this is a, a moment he could be ready for on a course that does does suit him. I mean, I liked all three of these guys, and now I don't know what to do, Jeff. Like, I just cross. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to get Tim on so we can cross guys off the list. I, I don't like this at all. I mean, there's certainly all three guys that survive multiple cuts as I am trying to figure out who I'm going to bet on. So I wonder what these guys but pay. I'm also at the it... same time, quite 
I'm also at the same time a little relieved because there's other people that I might have um, hated more to see him pick. Well, I have no doubt that you guys will have a to miss the cut parlay. Oh, yeah. This one will be juicy, too. Bryson, Morikawa, and Leishman, they'll probably pay like 100 to 1. I can see it. So who who has no shot at winning? That's usually where you really come through in the clutch for us. Uh, at the top of the board, I, I think both Shoffley and uh, Cantley have absolutely no chance to win. This Cantley is in a different place of the board since you last uh, looked at a golf betting board, I promise you. Maybe he is. I mean, he shouldn't be any more than like 40 to 1. He's not. Uh, where he is. Yeah. He's in 40. fact, he should be lower than that because he doesn't, he, he's not going to win. So, I no, mean, okay, what's were, you, were, were you just about to say that he, he doesn't win or that he's not going to win? I just said he's not going to win. Okay. An, an event like just not going to happen. So, why bet it? Uh, so, I'm out on those guys. Uh, I mean, I guess it's nothing to be fancy about to say you're out on Brooks Kepka, but I'm just completely out on him. I don't think he's healthy enough. I, I, I just don't know that there's any value in betting. I mean, I guess you could get to a number where there would be value on Brooks. What would be the number? I'm, what would be the number for you that would be value on Brooks? Seventy-five to one. All right, he might get there by the end of the week. He's at fifty to one right now. Yeah, yeah I, I think it'd be I, I'd be hard pressed for a book to hang a number like that because anyway, maybe they will. I mean, what do I know? Uh, oh, Zalatoris, too. Get rid of him. He had a great appearance at the at the Masters, and I was very excited for him to do well. Here but, we yeah, I, I think uh, I would be surprised if he's teeing it up on Saturday. Put it that way. So, Jeff, <laughs> there, there's a bet for us right there. Will Zalatoris to win the PGA Championship? Easy. Now, Easy. Done. What are the odds? What are the rules here? Top 65 and ties and everyone within 10? What are the rules for the cut on this? No, it's actually a bit different. It's 156 players. It's top 70 in ties actually get through. It's the only tournament left that's top 70 in ties. So that's when you consider when you consider that there's 20 PGA pros who probably all aren't going to make the cut, and like John Daly, the real deal, Sean McKeel, Beam Bima, Rich Beam, they're all playing this week. They're not going to make the cut. So maybe two of those like 25 guys make the cut. Then you have a bunch of like international players from the Australian Asian tour, the Korean tour that likely also don't have a chance. And it's really like 130 people uh, in top 70 in ties. So I think you're going to see a lot more people make the cut than you would be used to here. Of, of course, a few of the big names are going to miss. It, it always happens, but it's going to be a lot less likely than it normally would be in all of the other majors, it seems. Is there a secondary cut because 70 people have made the cut? No. No? Okay. How mad are you going to be when the conditions are, like, really bad on Sunday and they have to go out in threesomes? It would be very annoying. But, like, if you remember the year that Jimmy Walker won this thing, that was a complete and utter travesty. Where they played two rounds on the Sunday and they played in groups. They didn't even switch up the groups from round three to round four. They played lift, clean, and play. So the PGA of America here at Glory's last shot in May don't have a, don't have any trouble with uh, demeaning their tournament. Even though this is a better tournament than the Masters, uh, I, I still don't <laughs> like the way the PGA of America does uh, does stuff. Sometimes. They they played in threesomes in 2012 when it was here when Rory won because everything got pushed back into Sunday that year as well. And they let Rory and they basically gave Rory the championship at Valhalla. That was on TV and recently. I did feel badly. Uh, in Valhalla too. So Dave no, America has a history of this. Kind that of was uh, Fowler was in the group with Phil. Yes, he was. And apparently, as it was told, Fowler gave the okay, and Phil was p- 
pissed. I bet he was. Phil was. Are you, you, oh, what a guy. And now that Tim's here, um, I think it's important that we mention there's not much Phil can learn from Ricky Fowler, but he learned to just uh, take an exemption without a care in the world. And that's a good thing. I say that in a good thing to Phil earned it. There's no way this U S open then next month should go off without him and happy. He came to his senses and Ricky Fowler taught Phil. You can take a no guilt major exemption. My friend. I think that's a fair point, Jeff. Also, I think it's because it's at a home course for him and Tori. If this were next year at the country club, I don't think he'd accepted it. So now, so now there's Whatever. so now there's provisions on what you think Phil would have done to accept a U.S. Open exemption. Come on, give me your fucking head of shit. Yeah, well, really, he's just getting back the extra U.S. Open he should have had a qualifier for. Oh yeah, I, I I totally forgot that you also count that as a win for you because no, you I don't. picked Phil. <laughs> I don't think it's a win, but I do think he would have won it. They basically played at the course that they played this week, the U.S. Open at. Uh, it was essentially the same course, same conditions. Well, minus- it, it, it's funny you mentioned Aaron Hills because I did my giant write-up that's up on DraftKings Playbook right now, and I've talked about this a few times during the week, that if the win doesn't come this week at the Ocean course, it's going to play like Aaron Hills. I agree. Uh, the winning score is going to be like 16 or 15 under. If uh, But they if, seem if- to say the slightest win makes a real big difference here. And you don't know when it's going to... No, it's the ocean. When it's going to come, and it, you know, it'll come in spurts. I, I, I don't know. I like to make my bets, and normally for the Open Championship, I, I, I can wait a little, but I, I've gotten some good numbers, and I've pretty much bet them, and i got to now play the luck of the draw. It's just where I am. Yeah. I'm also not seeing any, like, exotics for this tournament, like exotic bets where you get for the Masters. Yeah, because it's, 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 we're recording this at, like, 9 o'clock on a Monday morning. But if there's a no hole in one, uh, I, the no hole in one comes. In. It's an ocean course. It's windy. It's harder to hit the greens on par threes that are windswept. Uh, I don't see an ace on, uh, in on the cards for this year's PGA Championship. Uh, a hole in one is minus one thirty eight to happen. There is also no at even money, Tim. I think you should take that bet. Take the even money. I mean, it's likelier not to happen than to happen again. Say this all the time. The odds, the odds would say, when was the last time this bet actually cashed for you? You get it wrong every fucking major. <laughs> Hold on. Let's do this again. I mean, Tim, you and your friends, like when you are out there playing golf with your friends and all those rounds, you none of you have ever hit a hole in one. Therefore, these PGA pros over four days, not happening, right? It's unlikely. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's not the safest of safe things. But it isn't likely. Most tournaments on tour do not have an ace. It does happen. How com- how tournaments- confident are you that what you just said is a real fact? <laughs> I I think it is a real fact because no, Tim, are, Tim, are, Tim, uh, are you living? Are you telling us facts or are you telling us your feelings? Are you look, living your dreams? I guess is the big of, question. My experience of most of these tournaments is are, is mediated through Twitter and the responses that people send me every time there's a hole in one pretty much at any tournament. I don't so like you get that tweet. Hot, like Here's my hot take. I don't like hole in ones. I don't like them. I think it's sort of like <laughs> cheating the course by getting a freebie when you hit it. I don't like it. I don't like them. I would far prefer seeing someone go up there and tap in a little birdie for, for two under. I just never, ever liked a hole in one. And it's got nothing to do with me never having one. It's got nothing to do with me being close but never getting one. This is not my private grievance that I'm bearing here. It's just a fact 
that I don't like them. It seems like a cheat code when you get a hole in one. So I always cheer against them happening. A skill cheat code? What's wrong well, with but, you? But it's luck. In the end, it is luck. I will only, I'll give you this. I, like what you just said is insane. It's insane. Like, so that also applies if I hole out from the fairway for Eagle, right? That's, that is far more impressive. That is not off a perfect lie on a, on a peg. That is a shot that you, it's a far more difficult shot. I okay, I'll give you that. Um, more impressive than the you. only thing I will say to your ridiculous take <laughs> is I believe a pure eagle is nicer than like a hole in one. Like well, three well, beautiful shots, even like an 18 foot, like perfect putt to me involves like more skill than a hole in one. But to your, your take is, is insane. It's I'm insane. Right. The thing is I'm right. I'm just right about this. I think that people should go on Twitter to at Tim Anderson 87 to let him know whether he's right or wrong about this. Maybe Tim, you'll have a lot of supporters. Probably not. You, you like as Faraday always says, like when a bunker shot, like grazes the hole and is an inch away, could have gone in for the same price. Like I, you, I don't understand. Like everyone acknowledges. Yeah. The ball, like, could be it, there's a bit of luck there's a level of luck yeah, in yeah, just a little luck yeah okay in it dropping in the hole but you executed the most the perfect shot and you well, gave yourself the opportunity to have that one in uh thousand uh, whatever you want an eagle do what more cow did at harding park get a perfect tee shot on a par four and then and then make a great putt for there's lots of ways to make a to to, to make a double circle I find some to be far more satisfying and legit than others. I that's not feel, what you said. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. I Because I agree with that point. Some are more satisfying than others to the eye. Luck, and I don't like them. Okay. I don't like them. I don't cheer for them. Before we let you out of here, do you have any <laughs> final thoughts? You're the only guy when, the, the when they're playing the highlight. Pardon me? Do you have any final thoughts about this before we cut you loose? I have to say that I'm very excited for this tournament. Really? I think in May on the coast, this should present much more interestingly than it did in August, the last time it was played. Uh, the conditions should be more in play. And so we should have a fun weekend to go. And Tim, I apologize to you just before you came on. A mea culpa. Somewhere along the road here, my friend, I have fallen in love with this championship, whether the oversized trophy or that fourth spot or no kid ever practiced that they were hitting the winning putt for this thing compared to the other majors, but the course selection and, and the championship committee, I, I think they they've hit home runs year after year after year. Yeah, I basically agree. I mean, I can nitpick. I thought what they did at Baltusrol, for example, was disgraceful, but more or less, I, I agree with you. All right. We're going to be breaking down the entire tournament, the entire odds boards in about a second. But before that, we need to say goodbye to Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. And yes, that is his name. Let's jump into the course. The Ocean Course, Kiowa Island. It is the longest PGA Championship and major course in history. 7,848 yards. They're going to change the tees around each day, so it might not play that long each of the rounds. It's a par 72. Obviously, Colin Morikawa is the defending champion of the PGA Championship, but Rory McIlroy was the winner the last time it was contested at this course in 2012. He won by eight strokes over 
a bunch of short-hitting Euros. So that's kind of interesting to see. It only played uh, 7,500 and a half yards that year, although guys didn't hit it quite as long back then. Like, your shorter hitters were super short, and even your longer hitters. I mean, Tiger was still up there in terms of driving distance, along with Rory at the time. Uh, well, Rory is still up there. Uh, he's gotten longer off the tee over that time frame. So the players that I'm looking for, I think it goes into one of two buckets, and it's really hard to assess the weather, Jeff, when looking at it, because I looked at it last night, and it looked like it was going to be super gusty throughout the entire weekend. I tuned back in this morning, it looks like there's absolutely no wind, so I feel like this is going to change every four hours. All I can tell you, and Tim was kind of right, I live on the Atlantic Ocean. I played a ton of golf on the Atlantic Ocean. There is no rhyme or reason of what direction the wind's going to come from, when it's going to start picking up, it just randomly appears. And that is a huge variable at this tournament, because initially I had liked Bryson too, but I think Bryson needs to know what he's dealing with going in. Then he can calibrate to it. Like, adjusting on the fly for him is not something he's really done all that well. You're right. You're right. It's like a coach, like off a of bye week where like the situation is is as it's going to be presented. There are limited variables um, into weather and how the conditions you I think that's a really good point. Everything, um, you know, everything becomes such a bigger deal to him that other guys, you know, just to name a name like a Dustin might not even be calibrating out there. Yeah, just good just, or bad. Dustin Johnson might not be awake enough to even notice that it's just blowing so badly. He's like, all right, I'm just but, but, but I do, hit my shot. A, yeah, it's it's a hard spot here, Pat. Um, there are kind of a couple angles. You see that predicted yard yardage, and you you know, you do sort of see the people debating. There's no way it'll play to that. Um, you know, I guess they do a good job. I like how this tournament is done. Now I mentioned with Tim, they'll set it up daily differently. Um, will they really play it to those tips? Even if they take it in a bit, it's still incredibly long, but if you watched or you follow, or you look at that 2012 leaderboard from Kiowa and it was on golf channel last week. And I know a lot of people were watching it and you see what, uh, David L Lynn law, David Help Lynn, <laughs> David Lynn, like for him to be second place in a field like that. And you see a lot of guys that might not have been the longest hitters of the golf ball really have strong um, performances in that on that leaderboard. It makes you not want to put red ink through a consortium of guys you might label as like tough or feisty Europeans. So it's, it's, it's that, no, it's that type of player though. And this is almost, there's two things that I find that are almost impossible to quantify this week when looking at stats. It's either you watch it and you have a good feel for this player or you don't, Like there's a lot of elevated greens here. So you're going to see a lot of players, if the wind picks up, they're going to be like, let's say Jason Day, for example. Jason Day is such a high ball hitter. He's going to really have the wind come at him the higher he hits the ball. It's going to affect his shot more. Bryson, very much the same way. But then you have the, like, the Matthew Fitzpatricks of the world who are really good with their long irons, especially on like link style courses. And I would call this a somewhat link style course. Yeah. It's not a true links, but it's about mm -hmm. as close as you're going to find outside of like Trinity and forest, but it's also on the coast. So you have the weather that goes along with it. But like, if he tries to run up his shots from 225 out, you know, he still needs to get them up the hill. So I just think around the green, is going to be huge this week. Well, that's, that's very important. And how do I put this? You look at the stats, Pat, and you even see Rory last time. Yeah, he won by those, what was it, eight, six, at the two-point conversion or no conversion? With, with, with the two-pointer, they, they decided not to kick the XP. Um, 
he led the field in scrambling as well as being like top five in every single driving ball striking category. Well, well, this, this, is, well, this, like, is, this is almost exactly what I wrote about is I don't think that you can look at Rory and his performance at this course and take anything away from it. It was best player in the world plays great. He wins. Like if, if Dustin goes out and plays to the, his 99th percentile outcome, he's going to win by 10 strokes this week. If JT doesn't, he's going to do the same. If Rom doesn't, yeah, yeah. the same. There's like six guys. Ceiling. That if they Rory play, brought his ceiling to a major champion. When one of these super elites brings their ceiling to a major championship and they do what they do very well and then the things that can escape them, like chipping and putting, um, end up being for, like number one in the field and scrambling, that's the result we get. But... You're going, it's like, oh, I want to rely on a, how do you put this? Even though you have to look at the, 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 um, the greens and reg numbers though, like even in leading the field in greens and regulation, you're still going to miss a lot of greens here, Pat. Like, even if you're top five in the field, so you could look at this guy who's ball striking the shit out of it. And we're sitting there Friday doing a cut sweat and oh my God, he has not been able to save himself ever. And he's just gone despite the ball striking. We are doing a cut sweat show this week on Friday. You're good with that? I didn't run that by you, but we're good for that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm buddy. That's like ingrained. You would have to tell me we weren't doing it for me to think there would be a change. I'll have to work on my setup here to figure out how I'm actually going to watch this. But so yeah, same. I'll, I'll we'll put it in the newsletter. I'll tweet it out that it'll probably be like four o'clock p.m. Eastern time on Friday. That's what I'm guessing that when the live cut sweat show is going to be, that's only going to be on but YouTube. Pat, so subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Yeah. I would also say you were absolutely right. This does have a lot of links tendencies. I think a lot of the guys that were on that leaderboard, like uh, last time had wins on a links course. Um, this course is just a bunch of guys who play well at the heritage. That's what, that's what's what it was last time. Do you know also everyone this could outside of a couple there's so many guys I was listening to the Bamford golf podcast so many guys on last time's leaderboard have a top 5 at Quail Hollow and the Honda Classic I mean that would make sense cuz that kind of takes the best of both worlds where you have that daunting length of Quail Hollow but then you also have those weird conditions uh and wind and, it, and the difficulty but the biggest thing too is when I when I went back cuz I watched that final round over the weekend uh when it was on I recorded it went through it is that remember when we saw Sink keep putting from off the green at the Heritage and it worked out fine you can do that here just like you can at the players too so you also have that weird Pete Dye element of this course yeah, and then when you look at, I mean, Pete Dye stats, it's so hard, though, because I don't know, I want to quantify, like, the the PGA West to something here. Like, this is, a, this is almost like a really different Pete Dye course, although it has a lot of the Pete Dye elements, right? Yeah, I, I don't think the PGA West would be the one. I think Whistling Straits is obviously the one that you know. No, I mean, at. like, I like because you could just blindly look at Pete Dye stats. Like, sure. how does this guy play on Pete Dye courses? And and that brings up a lot of um, you know, heritage and PGA West and a lot of courses that, like, I don't, I, I feel like don't really give me anything for this place. Well, I that may, that's well, all I'm trying to say. Well, I don't know about heritage though, because when you think about heritage, yeah, it's like a thousand yards shorter, but it's also a coastal course that's played in the same region that, and when you go back and look at that leaderboard, oh, there's Poulter. Oh, there's Graham McDowell. Like those are guys that play well at the heritage. 
But maybe it's yeah. ten years. But maybe it's ten know. years I, later, I and I'm that's so not going to be a thing up. anymore. I don't know. I'm 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 pretty hyped. I doubt I'll have a winner, but I'm pretty hyped as you know for this event on this course. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? You're not the only one. High interest rates make it hard to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. Join thousands of happy borrowers who have made that final payment. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. And unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000, and you can receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash mayo. That's upstart.com slash mayo. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash mayo. I got to ask you, have you got Magic Spoon yet? If not, give your head a shake, pal. You need to get some Magic Spoon in your life, not only because it is delicious, but it has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. You need a snack midday, you need some breakfast, you need something to eat late at night, Magic Spoon is there for you. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And I've got exciting news for you, friends. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Birthday Cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only. So get it while you can, or just build your own box. I think that you should always get the fruity one, but there's a bunch of different ones. I just, whenever I get Magic Spoon now, it's just always fruity because I love it so much. But available flavors for you to build in your very own custom bundle are Coca, Fruity, the good one, the best one. I don't want to say the good one because that makes the other one sound bad. No, Fruity is the best one, at least according to Pat Mayo. But you have Frosted, Peanut Butter, and Cinnamon as well. And if you're listening in Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our promo code mayo at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good to anyone in the US or Canada, but only when you use code mayo at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's talk about the faves then. DraftKingsportsbook.com is where you can find the updated numbers right now. The favorite of the field is the guy who is coming off of a win. He was the winner last time. You got Rory at 11-1, to Rom at 14, Thomas at 14, Spieth at 15, Bryson at 16, Xander at 17, Dustin at 18, 
Victor Hovland down to 20 to 1 on the betting board. Probably going to be the highest owned guy on DraftKings as well. Rick Gaiman and I will be going through player by player on Tuesday uh, for more of an in-depth DraftKings breakdown, plus some projected ownerships. If you're interested in that, which I'm going to guess that you are, but me and Raza already broke down the field and almost every single player in it on the weekend. So we'll see how much this changes over time. Like there's only one name for me, two names for me actually, of the guys 20 to one and below that I have interest in. One of them's Spieth and one of them's DJ. And I don't know where DJ's at coming off this quote-unquote knee injury that forced him out of last week. How do you put this? Well, I'll get to who I like in a second. Um, I think I'm skipping this range entirely. I was very tempted by Rom, DJ, and Bryson. Obviously, I blindly kind of ignore Spieth in favor of those people. And um, I might even make like a a head a heavy head-to-head bet. Like you can have speed. I get this guy. If one of them win, then we'll do a brown a nice brown bag exchange just so I can like have some action. I'm all here for speed, Pat. Like I'm really enjoying everything he's doing. Even he makes those doesn't, eagle. No, doesn't sound like. No, hold are. on. I'm gonna get to it. Makes like Friday. I, I know he ro- roached. Uh, Ruby's um, spawn first round ticket for the split and the Eagles like to end those rounds. I'm like enjoying it. I get, I like it when it happened at, at the, uh, the one earlier, was that Valero? But I'm telling you, he wins a major. Like I'm, I'm just like, it's majors. I just don't want him to keep pecking those everywhere else. I'm like into it, not major championships, even rostered him on uh, like heavy on all my DraftKings last week. Like I'm into it. But not not for majors. I, I could see it. His I just, form is great. The guy didn't play. The guy didn't play since the Masters, and he did everything you would want to pretty much have seen him do coming into this event. And he'll make his magic from around the greens. How do you put this? He is he's driving the ball quite longer than people I think think he is. To also to be honest, Pat. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see it happen, but won't be smirch it. And Dustin, seeing some, I'm seeing that number get bigger and bigger, Pat. It's getting bigger and bigger. Like, it could be flirting with 20 soon. Yes. Why do we think he's injured? Because he withdrew? Well, he said he had a knee injury, and that's why he wasn't playing at the Byron Nelson. But he was also f- photographed doing backflips off a yacht. Uh, just before that too so yeah but he also like withdrew from pebble citing an injury and not like tired i just came back from overseas i don't know i this is like i'm saying he has to put he's injured he has to put he's injured in that statement to me the boat video means he's far less injured than being injured I would think so too. And we're going to continue to see this number fall because no one has any interest in DJ. The only yeah, reason it's I like, have, I don't the know. Only, like when the you're only player... reason that I have the interest in DJ is because the number keeps falling. It's 18. It's 18 and a half in some spots. I've seen it in 19 in some spots. It's going to get to 20. And if it gets to 20, I feel like I'm going to bet it. Guy was right there. Sunday leader, PGA championship. Um, if you want to make course comparisons, a lot of people, firstly, his strokes gain Pete die are, is through the roof. Like, if you want to take everywhere Pete Dye sends these guys, this guy takes care of Pete Dye. And whistling straights, we all know what happened there for him. And a lot of people think that is a very fair um, comparison. Native areas be damned. The the shot tracking is going to be a little triggering this week because if 
there are a lot of like if it, all those little like sand bunkers are like native areas everything's gonna feel like your guy's in trouble but it feels like everything off the fairway is just gonna be called native area it probably will be unless it ends up into the rough anytime that they're in the sand it's all natural sand so and you're never gonna know what the lie is gonna be like you could be next to a seashell for all we know and then it's not gonna be great you'll want to download the pga championship app for this one not use the regular pga tour app last year the pga pga championship app was a disaster it probably will be this year too but it was still significantly better and more in real time than the actual pga app was so if that's what you're doing just go and download that like i I don't want i don't want to take anything away from rory rom jt or bryson in this spot but i just feel like spieth is so close and when assessing the majors going forward now i know he played really well at augusta that's a course that he can do really well at i don't know if the u.s open is going to be a spot for him anymore and i know that he hasn't won the pga championship this particular course and just the names that i saw on the leaderboard in 2012 like that just reeks of speed and i started racking my brain like what other course and leaderboard would look like this if you i mean you can even include rory on it if you wanted to and it's the 2018 open championship at karnuski when remember it just it kind of played super tough but there were still scoring opportunities and then molinari just made every 12 foot putt and he ended up winning but it's like molinari kisner Rory, Rose, Xander, the Chapel was up there in Pepperell, Tiger, Finau, Kucher, Spieth. Like, this is how this tournament strikes me. And I know that's not going to be, and I could be completely wrong about that, because as most people, Tim included, as he said, they're just going to be like, who hits it the longest? I'm going to take them. I just don't know if that's going to be the case here. I I mean, yeah, I'll have, I want to say, try to have a bit of an eclectic mix on my card, because... <clears throat> The app, the scoring, the yardage tells you bombers, but you watch it in the past history and you sense it might not play as long. You do feel other guys have life. And Spieth is the elite captain of um, that team. Differently than like Morikawa gets it because Morikawa is a lot like cleaner. You know, Spieth is a lot more of an experience even to making the birdies and pars. Like that insane shot he made from a hosel. Was that on Thursday or something? Like whatever, like, thing his ball was in um i'm just not i'm not betting him to win the major if he does it good for you and i see it the guy's playing amazing he's been playing since amazing since tory pines and he didn't play for a month since the masters and he played amazing last week you could feel a lot confident if i was coming on i'm not betting under 20 so i don't feel like i'm gonna have to have this conversation but you're on to it and there's definitely a case to be made after Rory, who's now the Supreme chalk with the win at a course he's won at the guy that is playing the most consistent, the best of this group with the least amount of questions is Jordan Spieth. Because I'm sorry, John, I love you, but you've got questions right now. Something isn't clicking. Um, I've always joked, like baby swag to me, Pat. And I, if John Rom wins, I'll freaking melt baby swag to me. It's like such a better, and maybe it's, it's whatever I make it out to be. That's for damn sure. Let's clear that. There's no science. This is perception swag. So are we like Victor's a part of this group in terms of the betting? Yeah, yeah. He's hold at on, twenty though. to one. Like, I, are we getting to Victor at twenty to one here? Well, I'll, I'll talk about him in a second, but I want to make this point. When players of like a lesser quality have a baby, I feel like baby swag is real. When players of like a super elite quality have a baby. I feel like they legitimately are so secure. Like they can take the time. Like they're not 
nothing changes. If anything, their play could deteriorate because they are in such a perfect, um, like they don't need to go chase any starts or money. Like look at Rory right after his baby, yada, yada, yada. Um, that being said, I'd love Rom to win. He enters that conversation, Pat, of first-time major winners. We've been doing this show now. It's a lot of fun. Hideki checked one off 45, 50 to 1. Last year, we got a couple of them with, with, with Bryson at 28, Morikawa at 35. Uh, we had Shane Lowry. I'm not saying we've hit these bets. These were the numbers. Shane Lowry was what, like 80? Woodland was what, like 80? Um, Reed, 40. Uh, Sergio, 40. Bright Brooks on the first was probably like 35, 40. JT at the first was like 40, 30, whatever it was, 35, maybe even higher. Could even been 50. That's the sweet spot. Winning at this number, I feel like we've just got to watch John Rom do it. You know, because uh, I was there with DJ when we first started doing the show, just chasing the number and finally getting it at Oakmont because you knew it was going to happen. I don't want to recreate that scenario where, where I've got to have a pacing box in my room because I'm laying, I don't want to tell you what I'd lay on like a 12, 14 to one in a major if I chose to bet it. And Justin Thomas just can't, I don't trust his putter. So I don't trust you. I don't trust your putter. I don't trust you. If you putt, you can win. That's great. And I'll cheer for you because you're a great guy. I like you, I mean, but I'm not betting it. And Bryson, you've really scared me with like, acknowledging the fact that like when he knows what's coming and he can set up for it, it's perfect. When it like is on the fly, like a football coach. I don't know. Right. doesn't seem like it works. Now I can get to Hovland. Cause I'll tell you what, Patrick, I don't know if I'm supposed to name a book. So I won't, but um, I had to make some phone calls to get access to a 35 to one on Victor on the weekend. So that is uh, is a heavy play for me. I bet Victor Hovland thirty five to one, and I would still have considered. I was tr- even betting, wanting to bet the twenty eights that were out on the weekend too, but he's hyper popular now. But uh, I could debate this all day, and I'm not even going to ask another book to give me a Victor prop because I'm going for the field goal win again. It's interesting because him him and Xander are both into this group, and it does seem like the rocket ship is to the moon. For Hovland right now, I don't know. I, 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 the best I see is 24 to 1 on him, and I don't think that I'm going to get there. I think that he's more in a bucket with the guys in the next tier back than those super elite players. But this has been a breakout spot for people over the years that I, I wouldn't be stunned whatsoever. There's a reason that he's getting so much momentum right now. This has historically been like a breakthrough spot for that younger player to take the leap up. That's what the PGA Championship has really been for throughout the years. And I mean, I don't want to, just to circle back to Bryson for a second, like I don't want to make it seem like Bryson can't win because there could be win like that's stupid um I know that he can adjust it's just we've seen him have a bit of problems he likes to go in with a game plan here's what I'm going to do and if he can execute that game plan win or not maybe he has already compensated for it then all of a sudden it could be a bit of a different story I just don't like the fact that I I now have to make negative cases against Bryson because Tim, Tim, Tim has picked him to win yeah, and that's a thing. Like anything I said about those top guys, yeah, I, you know, the Spieth one is a little more, is far more maybe real than the others. I like them all. Like if they win, I'm not surprised. Having to debate not betting them makes it me frame that I like negatives. That I'm just framing the negatives. We all know the positives. Um, they're all absolutely amazing. The Victor thing scares the shit out of me, Pat. Now, and you know what this is reminiscent of? It's reminiscent of it. And I'm on both of them. I'll put it out there. I have bet both of these guys. 
Last year, Xander Shoffley in the pre-markets was in the 30s. Victor, uh, Ben Cooley has a preseason prop on Vic at uh, 50 for today or for this week. So that's great. And remember last year, Xander was in those like uh, 30s and he went off the whole Harding Park thing, 20, 22, 18, like it got crazy. Vic has become this year Xander. Xander was like that super, super hype darling last year. You know, from a guy even already high on the odds board, getting crushed even lower to now he's now being asked to be priced with essentially Dustin Johnson by the time this thing goes off. That's that's crazy. But I'm betting last year's, I'm betting Xander again. I'm betting Xander again. So this is where my card starts. I couldn't go under 20, uh, but Xander at 25 to one. I bet on a sports book we have access to here in the great north. Nice to say that Tim, uh, his first comment when you said that you were betting Xander is that Xander has no chance of winning. And then he repeated it on the show. So that's always a good sign for whenever you bet on a golfer. Do you know, I mean, I don't bet each ways, but you can make the case that I could free roll this bet if I made it with an each way. I mean, then why wouldn't you just take all your money and bet the top five? Then, Then maybe that's what I should do too on a separate bet. You're right. Because this guy... I mean, how many majors does he play? How many times does he finish like top eight, top six in the extended placings? It seems like it's a 68%. Um, I'm not. Is that a a Tim number? A Tim stat you're throwing at me? No, it's actually could be higher, Pat. Uh, I think he's played 18 majors and I think that he has um, come inside the top eight like eight times. That's pretty good. What if I told you Finau's in his last 12 has been like inside the top 10, eight of them? Uh, we'll get the Finau here in a bit once we jump to the next level. Because I have some Tony <laughs> but, but I do like Xander a lot. And sometimes I pick on Xander when I say he doesn't do anything. We see these guys win each week with like some super elite skill set. Xander just doing everything really good is, is, is holding him back. Well, hopefully this week, Xander X, baby, going to give it to you. Let's get across... Um, the line, I feel great about that, and I probably will have to make a Xander prop because uh, maybe I don't. I don't like doing that. I, I bet this low, I don't attach it to anything. When I bet here, I don't get top five, eight props each ways. What I do is ask the books, give me an alternate line to win by a field goal. That's what I do because I'm insane. Oh, so you, you admit that you are insane now. I'm crewing when it comes to this stuff, major championship golfs, how I want to bet it. And I have a problem, Pat. I noticed this in, in some discussions. I have not only is like major championship, like a, like their fetish for me in general through the week and the weekend. I, I am like obsessed with betting guys to try to win their first majors, like obsessed with it. I, I can't bet on guys that have already won majors. I like, there's no fun in that for me. Yeah. That seems like I'm not would, good at this. That that would be, yeah, I would say that'd be a real problem. Cause you know, sometimes guys do win multiple major championships. And then you're on the outside looking at the first time. Stop talking over me. Sorry, you're not man. even sitting across from me now. And you're still finding a way to interrupt me. You ask me a question. They just want to talk the entire time. Calm down, pal. All right. All right, smack me. Now you can continue. No, I noticed there is one guy who has won a major that I did bet. It's like 100 to 1. Is it Bubba Watson? 
No. Okay. So we'll, we'll get down the list there because we're still in the favorites part and we're an hour into the show. So Dustin and Spieth are the short list players for me. I don't know if I'm going to get to them. I want to see if this Dustin number continues to drop on me. But all of my final picks on Wednesday, I don't want to commit to too much right now because betting one guy at the top of the board really affects what I want to do down the list. So I want to see if there's just two or three guys I like in that 40 or 50 range, potentially a little bit more. And then all of a sudden that I'm not going to go back to the top. So Wednesday during the live show, noon Eastern time, on Mayo Media Network is when I will reveal that. Athletes everywhere are turning to one CBD brand for relief. That's Level Select CBD. Pros like golf legend Ricky Fowler and 15-year pro quarterback Carson Palmer use Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons to get the relief that they need. And now Level Select CBD is sponsoring a free-to-play daily fantasy golf contest. Head to DraftKings.com and make your picks in the Level Select Golf Classic for your shot at $5,000 in prizes. Level Select has three different levels of CBD, so you can find a product that's right for you. Visit LevelSelectCBD.com and use promo code DK30 for 30% off your entire order. That's DK30 for 30% off your order at LevelSelectCBD.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see website for details. Let's get to the next level. Daniel Berger, 30 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. So is Colin Morikawa, one of Tim's picks. Hideki, 35. Reed, 35. Scheffler, 35. Finau, 40. Cantley, Webb, both 45. Cameron Smith is 46 to 1 for some reason. Then you have Brooks at 50 to 1. That's the entire 20 through 50. There's no one in the 20s right now besides Victor Hovland, which I thought was really interesting. A couple of these guys kind of do it for me here. Like, I can always talk myself into Reed at a major championship, especially if I think that it's going to be tougher conditions. I don't know if I'm going to get there with him right now, but. The one I am going to bet for sure, I might make him my one and done as well. I really like Cam Smith this week. If you just go back and look at the performances, that's not even including the team win that he had, is if he can drive the ball okay this week, the rest of his game is perfect for this course. He hits those long irons so well. The putting is back. The short game is immaculate. And he's he's weirdly Spieth-esque that no matter the weird situation that he finds himself in, regardless of the lie, like he's just a master of pulling out these shots. I think you're going to need that this week. Uh, Patrick, I would like to say you're bang on about Reed because you want to just, if the course plays a certain way, you feel like having him could protect you. Um, he always shows up if it's going to play tough and, and like the other guys you mentioned can scramble his way out of anything. And the number with his win equity feels large. I'm not going to bet it. I commend you for this Cameron Smith take. I agree with absolutely everything you've said. You even look at some major championship um, past numbers. He's done some very good things. Even we could call Chambers Bay Coastal. Was he a top five? They're a sneaky one. Potentially. Um he is the guy, Pat. He is the guy, I would say. The books are saying, do not bet him. We are trying to put him. This is not Augusta, where he's like your baby. We are trying to put him in an odds range where they're just webs and reeds and a, a sprinkle in front of a, a behind a guy like a Morikawa, um, you know, Berger, who I'll say this. I messaged you this weekend. I showed you the number. I played it. Daniel Berger. 44 to one. 
How's it going? I was a little too excited about what would happen at the Masters for you. My mistake. I'm sorry. I don't think you've ever broken 70 there. I should have looked into something as simple as that. But you're going to get it done here. Um, but yeah, Cam Smith, he's the guy the books are saying, nope, you stay away from him. So full marks to you, Mayo. It's just every time that I bet on him, he just blows it coming down the stretch on Sunday. Every single time. It's hard. Winning's hard, man. Winning's hard. Like, I don't know. Would you each way that? It seems like it's right on my, like, well, on your border, potentially, right? Yeah, it's right on my border. I probably wouldn't. I'd just probably go full steam on, like, I, I see him. The best number I can find is 45 to 1, and it's just probably make it just a big outright bet, and that's going to be the rest of it for me. I don't actually, the only other guy, like, I don't understand the Scheffler number whatsoever, because Scheffler, to me, is in the category of guys who are double his price. And that doesn't mean that he can't win. I like some of the guys that double his price to win. I just don't understand. He seems like someone who's going to drift down this board to me. Uh, yeah, I could totally, uh, I could totally see that. Uh, again, this part of the board, when I rang off those names before Pat, I mean, this was the part of the board that they came in and I mean, there's a, well, I missed a big part of, of maybe your list, but where did you take this to 50 or 40 to 50? Like the other guy who's in here, whose results yeah. are shockingly good. Although he last time he was seen, he was withdrawing with a neck injury from the Wells Fargo, but ninth, 12th, miscut at the players, sixth, and then fourth at the Sony and 42nd in Phoenix. If this is, turns into a long iron course where chipping and putting mean everything. And so does hitting fairways. Why isn't Webb live here? I was kind of thinking you might make a case for him along with Colin Morikawa from no, a different. I, I was all in on Colin Morikawa until Tim just typed him up. Now I'm out. I mean, you know, what's, I mean, geez, it's so funny that I, I guess it's been a really ugly. I don't know about Webb. I don't know. I'm not betting him. I'm not betting him. So I haven't really deep dived it. I guess there's a way that it ends up playing where it works for him. He's not on my radar. Seeing Cantley drop to 45 to one, Pat, there is nobody from that futures market that tumbled harder. I mean, there probably was a time he was like 20, 25 stapled. I would always get angry, like to me. And I obviously I know this is a slump. I still believe in Patrick Cantley and what he'll probably recover from and do. But, but I always stand like, why is he always like 20 points ahead of like Reed and Berger and those guys? And hey, little slump. There you are, Pat. Or yeah, you're right with them. I, I don't know. It could get bigger. Who wants to bet him? No one. Even looking at the DraftKings ownership on him, he is by far the lowest guy on the board. He's like 2% ownership. It's still early in the week. I'm sure that will, people will be like, well, no one's using Cantley. I'll use Cantley. And then he'll shoot like 78, 78 and miss the cut. You, you tried. You thought you were going to maybe find some life a few weeks ago. Like, no, I'll see what this dip is about. But I guess we're not, there's, there's, uh, you're going to chill on the buy the dip. Patrick Cantley's still, right? Yeah. Cause it seems like uh, there could be an even bigger pit on him going down. <laughs> it's Finau is the one that I actually have a lot of interest in. And oh, buddy, I was waiting for that. We let's talk about it. I, and like, like I said, out of all the guys that I've mentioned so far, it might be Smith, it might be Dustin. It's Cam Smith for sure. I'm betting Cam Smith with Finau. So there, there's a weird narrative that's in play here because we have this past Palum green surface. 
which tends to play a little bit slower, although they think it might play a little bit faster at this course. You see it at seaside courses all the time. So Puerto Rico, Mayakoba, Corrales, we saw a bit of it overseas uh, at Kuala Lumpur at TPC when it was there. Uh, the Olympics for Brazil also had it. And you said that TPC or the one in China, the WGC might have it as well. I don't know about that. I couldn't find any information on it because uh, that's that. Sometimes these green surfaces are tough to find out, but which would have been a Xander say, win. People are just already hyping up Victor because of this. Like, well, both of Victor's wins have come on this putting surface. Finau's only win has come on this putting surface. But I think the one thing that you have to reel back from all that is, yes, those are coastal courses. Yes, they're on this very specific green type, which we don't see all that often. They also beat like a bunch of jabronis in alternate fields. They didn't play Dustin Johnson. They actually, I'll tell you who they beat. I want to say. Um... Hovland beat Teeter and Fina might have won in a playoff versus like Goidos. But yeah, there's Mayakoba and Puerto Rico field. So let's, but hey, any good Fina putting vibe, Victor short game vibe, like when you're looking for excuses to already play them when you shouldn't, Pat. So I understand why um, our eyes attract to it. And I'm not usually a Finau guy, and his game is so boomer bust right now. He has three missed cuts in his past four starts. His other start was a top 10 at the Masters. Like, I, I can't gauge where he's at. And I'm shocked his number is still remaining this high. Like, are, is there going to be a huge lineup of people who are just wanting to go bet Tony Finau this week? Because I'm usually the guy who's off that train. I think when the books give all those placings, Pat, and as I mentioned, I want to say of 12 majors plays, he's got eight top 10s. The books don't want to put, I mean, maybe like 45 is what I've seen the best. And I tell you, I, I don't see myself not betting Tony Finau at flirting with 50 to one. I don't even feel like stupid about it. Like I do when it's less than half of it. I feel that makes total, that's totally fine for me. I could swallow that with a lot of other dumb bets I swallow. No, I'm going to add Finau to my short list of guys that go on along with those guys at the top of the board. But then that's really it for me in this area. Like, Webb is on that short list. I mean, I could talk myself into Reed. You can always do that. I'm just not going to get there. So, once again, so the guys of 50 to 1 and, you know, to the top of the board, Cam Smith is the only guy I'm committed to right now. Um. My bet on Victor is at 35. So when I do see my sheet and my bets, that is sort of priced in there. Um, so that's in there. But of these guys, it is, as you said, I could always make the case for Reed. He literally survives my cuts till the very end. I literally feel like I win money if he wins anyway. Like my heart feels green. Like I, and how angry people get. And um, I've been thinking about this. I don't think anyone sort of made this made this connection pat y'all love to bet on bob baffert y'all love to bet on bob baffert but why don't you bet on patrick reed baby huh what's the difference let's go whatever it takes i'm not there this week but i feel green when he wins anyway in the good way not the nauseous way out of all your out of how triggered y'all get but but i can make the case i'm not there the guy in this range at this moment that i am on how's your burger baby time and i'll probably be three years down the road saying daniel how's your burger baby it's time brooks is at 50 what is there a number that he gets to that you'd be in i feel like an idiot because i was dumb enough in a losing card at the masters Me too. um where i bet on the short number on the boomer bus theory 
but I'm not going to do it here. And I have little to no interest. I don't know, maybe just because I got burned. But this is a number you could totally feel comfortable taking a swing and and miss with. It wouldn't at 50, 45, 55 where it could get. You joked with Tim, you could maybe see it flirt with 70 by the time we get into the middle of this week. If no one's betting it, um, you it's not it doesn't hinder you from doing anything else you really want to do with your card. No, I don't think so. I'm going to wait to see if that number continues to fall because just even looking at his numbers from the Byron Nelson, really good off the tee, really good around the greens, couldn't hit an iron and could not make a putt to save his life. And I just worry about him reading these greens because that seems to, that was his biggest problem at the Masters uh, was his day two putting. And it was the problem at the Byron Nelson last week too. But if that's something he can get rectified, I mean, why not? I mean, it's a long course that is expected to play tough. Isn't that where we like Brooks? Absolutely. I 100%. So I think he, I, I, I think he just needs to be monitored as the week goes along. And if you start, there's seeing certainly not stories, red ink. Sorry, certainly not um, red ink through him. And I'm sorry about earlier. I'm so excited. It's even so early in the day, Pat, I haven't even been able to get my downers in yet. I'm just so fired up. So I apologize. I, I, yeah, I was like a rambling machine earlier um i was so excited i can't help myself uh, and it was a mistake because in learning how we do the show together i was staring at the odds board and i wasn't sort of staring at our camera feed where i could have like maybe picked up some visual cues but i'm an idiot <laughs> hey so, we're, we're, we're this is a brand new i'm working through my own things and yeah i'm working through it just just love averages right we don't need to talk about hideki like it's that crazy like it's gonna just happen i i just can't bet on that happening but i love him and it's great to see you, you don't think that he's gonna win the the slam this year win all four majors <laughs> i i'm just yeah i don't i can't i'm not yeah i'm happy he won one now i want to see someone else who hasn't won one win in this maybe the same price range 50 to 100 now we're looking at a bunch of different names. I like what Tim said about Zalatoris, how he has no chance of winning. Did you see Zalatoris's numbers from the Byron Nelson? He couldn't hit a putt for nothing. Could not hit a putt. Led the field in approach of all players. And we've seen him, what, at two majors now. He came second at the Masters. He was top 10 at the U.S. Open last year as well. I like Big Will Z at this course uh and 55 to 1 is probably about the worst number that you're gonna find you can find them upwards of 60 65 i'm gonna take a shot uh we've seen first time major winners come at the pga championship hell we saw one last year with sort of the prototype for what will z is doing right now now he could put himself out of tournaments we've seen that but at the same time we can see him get incredibly hot with the flat stick as well and i'm not too concerned about his short game i like will zalatoris here when i talked about guys that were double what scheffler is it was well it was will zalatoris yeah i mean it's scary to see where scheffler's number i wouldn't really call this double but even to get more points than scheffler um he's on he is um not only surviving cuts he's on a very uh short list for one of those last spots on my card and maybe tim saying what he did is is the gasoline that i need i am seeing that 64 65 to 1 that you are seeing and he is he it's you can make the case it's we don't the difference between this and morikawa is i guess we had a big win like in the lead up 
that maybe it checked a lot of um, boxes in that sense. Yeah, I know. Like I, I, I know. I know that we see that from time to time that you have to have the win going in, but that's only a thing until it doesn't. But happen. not even like career win, like on PGA, like his first PGA Tour win is going to be a major championship. Everyone's ready for Will to win, even his biggest fans. Some might just say, "No, I'm going to see him like win." I throw anything out there before I go on and, and want to back him in majors. Like all those guys that we mentioned that cash those tickets, they weren't first time tour winners. They were first time major winners. It's a, so to some people I, I, I could see why that's a bit of a red zone, but I, I, it doesn't really scare me. Pat wouldn't scare me. No, it's funny because when I look at it, because Sam Burns is right around the same number, and he almost got PGA Tour win number two uh, on the weekend, couldn't close on Sunday with those horrendous conditions uh, outside of Dallas. But I don't know. If you ask me who's a better player, I'd say it's Will Zalatoris, even though yeah, Burns course. has the win. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that just happens. You're hot. I mean, we saw this like with a Connors dip too, right? It's like, oh, you're there. Like, that doesn't – I get what the books are doing I don't think you're better than those guys you're now behind. It just doesn't work for me like that. I am, I'm with you. Great points. What a great number. Um, and you said it. It's like last year. And we bet on Morikawa. And yeah, Morikawa also could have putted himself out of that tournament. You took that risk when you bet Morikawa at half the number last year. 32, 34 to 1? 5 to 1? So, yeah. I don't see why... Why not? He's long enough. The approaches. I, geez, I'm going to say something really embarrassing, but like, why bet Justin Thomas at 16 to one? Oh, and you no. can bet Will Zalatoris. It's the same thing about putting. Yeah. There's also that one guy is maybe the best chipper in the world. Yeah, He's got like 10 wins. That's a joke. I don't want to say it. I say it's a, it's a poor man's profile, like the poor profile. In a way, Not the distance. yeah, but I would say that Zalatoris is a better driver than Justin Thomas is. If Zalatoris is a better driver than Justin Thomas is, and his approach stats are as close to anyone's on the planet as Justin Thomas. No, I, I would say the best iron players, Thomas and Morikawa, I think that's pretty clear. Like, those two guys are just the best with irons in their hands. Is is that, would you put Zalatoris in the top five? No, I wouldn't put him in the top five. I think that he, I just need to see more from him. Uh, yeah, I agree. the course of time. Like, he's that's trending fair. towards that because he continues to be yeah. really good with his irons. But some weeks he just doesn't have it. The other guys are just so consistent with their irons Sorry, week after I'm week after week. I am making a, I am like misspeaking. So I need to clarify. No, if I had to rank the best five iron players on the planet, I wouldn't put him. But if you like small sample, like the season, would he not be there? You know, might be leading everyone right now, like over the course of this year. Tickle me. Spieth. I believe it. I believe it. I'll just look at it right now. Strokes gained approach. Morikawa, Thomas, Spieth, Connors, Hoffman. They're, those are your oh, five. Charlie. I... Okay, take it all back. I'm excited about Willie Z. I didn't mean to make any attachment to a true super elite phenom in Justin Thomas. Zala take that back. Uh, over the past 24 rounds, Zalatoris. Is... If anything, you could beep it. Zalatoris. <laughs> is... People think I said something horrific. 
Zalatoris is 10th on that list that I just gave you at one spot behind Hovland. And then a, a guy who's in this range on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can still find him at triple digits in other places. I bet him at 110 to 1, and I bet him at 125 to 1 with the each way. I, he's just going to be a very popular pick this week, which never turns out well at all. But it's Matt Wallace. Like, you got to like Matt oh, Wallace yeah. here. I've got, I've got, uh, yeah, I've been staring at those deep triple digit futures. His, his approach game has been outstanding. Is a guy that locks his thumbs together going to putt to win on Sunday in a major. I'm, I need to say this now that we're talking about Wallace. We all have these people in our lives that make things so much harder than they need to be. I'm talking like I got friends, like I'm a dad or two. I get what it's about. Like, so when other dads like make the things that you have to do every day out to be the hardest things in the world, you're kind of like, bro, like what's wrong? Like chill out. Do you know how I think other golfers feel? Uh, that's how I think other golfers feel about Alex Noren, Pat. He makes golfing look so much harder. It's hard. But he makes it look so much harder and more strenuous than it is. With that, like, pre-shot? Holy jeez, man. And I like you. How did Norin become a guy that we always wanted to identify as someone who plays really well at hard courses to a guy that can only compete in birdie fests? It happened. Firstly, we started doing it. It happened. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. He used it like he wanted Wentworth. Like, look at the Euro wins and the winning scores. They weren't birdie parties. And then this year, all of a sudden, like Phoenix, he like lit it up early. And he, yeah, when you want to like bet him at Tory, he's lighting it up at Phoenix. You're like, what? And then, yeah, you're right. A bunch of the other lower tier events, he was scoring. Outstanding. So I'm happy for him. He grinds, man. He is on the range like more, like he is a range rat. Like, if he has a problem, he tries to to swing it out on the range. And the problems, like, for the most part, for a while, they haven't gone away. So it's been a lot of range time. Um, but, man, does he make it, like, just, oh, he just makes it seem so much harder than it has to be. At least than the other pros. And I'm not talking about he makes it look harder than, um, I'm trying to, like, uh, he makes it look harder than Victor Hovland. No, I'm not, like, trying to talk. He makes it harder than, like, the players who are literally the exact same skill as him. That's I, what I mean. I, and I'm not a great, but as, as terms of being a dad, I'm, like, an above-average dad. People expected so little of me, I think I just blew away their expectations. <laughs> like, I'm not out here trying to win any Dads of the Year awards. I didn't mean it like that off the top either. How, what are we doing with the guys who are a bit overvalued? in this range, but are just coming in super hot. You have like answer burns, Keegan Connors, even Matt Wallace. I'll throw into that tier now, although on DraftKings he's 85 to one in other spots. He's still 125 or a hundred. You can still get him at triple. Digits. You said Neiman, right? Uh, Neiman is in there, but Neiman's not coming in playing like great right now. Yeah. Um, I guess like Neiman and like maybe fatty Matty Fitz could be in their sort of own side. So let's deal with the ones you spoke of first. I mean, did we not sort of say that answer needs to be what Kevin Kisner used to be for Pete Dye courses auto? Like it needs to be answer. Now the number feels like it's kind of too short at, at the fifties there, Pat, but did he not finish second out of the wrong wave at Wells Fargo? He did. And he made that big charge. He almost birdied every single hole coming in. Like no one's there ever done that. There was a two shot round. switch. 
it was one of the bigger discrepancies in, in waves that we've seen in some time. Um, the way he's striking the ball, how, like, but I guess you would say, why don't I just bet Webb at 10 points shorter? I probably would. That's why I'm going to bet Cam Smith, because I feel like Cam Smith falls into that same sort of bucket, too. I, I mean, listen, it's it's like you've said with a bunch of guys. Like, I'd be happy for answer if you want. I just don't know if I'm going to get there at 55 at a major championship when I just see who I consider to be better players down the board. Like, I think Neiman's a better player. I think, Neiman's, like I think Neiman is going to win a bigger event in his career. I don't know if I'm going to bet Neiman here, because I see other names, like other losers I enjoy to bet, like... The Hatton number is all over the board. Hatton goes anywhere from like 50 to 1. He's 55 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I've seen him as high as 80 in some spots. Like, yeah. he's a better player. I agree with what you're saying, and, 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 it, and it can't be ignored. I mean, say what you want. I don't want to disrespect the Australian PGA when those are quality wins. It's kind of similar to Zalatora. Like, it's no different, right? He hasn't won yet, so I can't say that about Zalatoris. Like, will that for we all think answer is going to win events? Do you think his first PJ Tour event win is going to be a major? It could Maybe. be, but it could be. Yeah, no, he plays these hard courses so well. So let me ask you: you would rather bet Zalatoris than answer? I assume I would. I I'm probably going to end up betting Zalatoris, especially because Tim said he yeah. had no chance of winning. Um, and I also agree with you. I'm all like, I am. Um, I'm seeing those the big hat numbers and. You kind of look at that leaderboard and you see Poulter and you see GMAC and okay, you see that David Lawba, Lawden, David, order. David Lynn. Oh, David Lynn in order. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Why don't you leave the nicknames um, to me, pal? Yeah. <laughs> no, Hatton, there's like a way you watch. I watched the 2012 replay like a lot of people and seeing those guys like battle around sort of trying to ignore the fact that one guy's winning this thing by eight it screamed Hatton to me pat i can see it it also like there's a bunch of guys that it screamed to me fleetwood was one of them lowry yes. was one of them casey Fitz. is another one casey has a huge odds gap too like i'm staring at a case paul casey 90 to 1 right now and he's 50 to 1 in a lot of places I've seen that too. Um, and Paul Casey, like if we want to have that conversation to that leaderboard, your Hansons, your Petersons, your McDowells, your Poulters, like the, the Lynn, Lynn, Lynn's his name. G, like the consortium of north of 60 to one, what you would consider like feisty euros. And maybe, like, and maybe right? that's, but I, I don't want to fall too much into the trap of that was one tournament. 10 years one ago. tournament maybe it has no maybe it was just a weird outlier that happened and there was no predictive nature to that whatsoever but i just look at how Agreed. this course plays i think that paul casey plays well at links courses so that could kind of go hand in hand i've seen him play really well in the wind that was another reason why i like dustin too because dustin's a good wind player um absolutely but absolutely well, and hey you mentioned other guys there like i can't be smirch i, I mean i Sorry, I'm all about Tommy Fleetwood and I see a lot of links like there's a lot of and you can make your own links to whatever like me even mentioning the the Honda Classic as a link like I think about Tommy Fleetwood like that's how out there I am crazy. Any way to like talk about Tommy Fleetwood I will find it any way to talk myself into betting Tommy Fleetwood I will find it but unlike answer 
we would agree granted no pga win he's like a far more accomplished world golfer correct like yeah i would completely i completely agree with that i don't think that anyone would disagree with you on that especially although he has no wins in obviously in the pga or in a major championship we've seen him compete in long hard majors before and do really well his game's kind of coming around yeah it is uh but yeah no all those guys i mean Ah, geez, there's someone else I want to mention, but I think we need to cross another threshold before his name would get um, brought up. But, you know, Tim mentioned Leishman, and I sort of had a, a short PC conversation with you that um, is can't like could. I don't know what like I'm pairing Cam Smith and Leishman because they were teammates and they just won and they're both Australian. But do you think that Cam Smith should be double Leishman at this moment? Or you just believe so much in Cam Smith that you're going to bet that 40? I just believe so much in Cam Smith. I see it 40. I'm going to take the 45 on it. But I've seen Leishman navigate his way around. If you want to talk about past Palom Greens, he won over in Kuala Lumpur on these. So it's not like he's immune to it. But I don't know. I, I just I don't know if I see enough. Even when he was like contending at the Masters, it felt so smoke and mirrors. So I'm still here. I'm normally so quick to interject. Um, yeah, I a lot of his current form stats are lifted. Um, I mean, he was great. At, he he was he not great at the Masters? He was great at the Masters, but he was making so many putts, and you're gonna need to make all the putts. That's a part of this. It's just it's so hard to bank on something like that. I just look at like the overall numbers. I, I don't want to take anything away from Leishman because he is playing really well right now. But I see big numbers on Lowry, and Lowry is sneaky playing really well. And this sneaky play, yeah. Just if this, if the wind, if the shittier the conditions, the more I like Lowry. And then if you look at like where he plays well, they're just really long, hard courses. Like, you know, he won the open championship in bad conditions. That was a hard week. He played great. He won at Firestone. He won over in Dubai uh, at a really long course against Brooks, against DJ. Like he likes these long courses and he's like Leishman. He's a bad driver of the ball. But sometimes he drives it well enough that he can scramble his way out of it. And if, it, if, if you have to get it up and down here or contend with the wind and keep the ball low or just think about unique ways of how to get the ball onto the green that other guys just won't he's just a creative player like that and i think that he can do it i have a list of the feisty euros and he is double starred like the 50 to 100 to 1 and a little behind because i feel like sergio was just popping in behind and as was matt wallace but it'd be tough if you're like gonna ride that feisty euro wave and not be all about Shane Lowry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I totally, I totally see that from this part of of the board. You're you would normally how do I put this? If Fitz didn't miss the cut next week and played, you know, had the finish Spieth had, just let's just say, would you be all about him? Mm -hmm. I'm 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 because it feels like he's a guy that I was expecting you to to make a hard case for today. I like Fitz. I think that he's fine, but I'm now in an area where I really like, like I said, 
I only have one of the bets of guys in this range. I think I need to narrow it down to probably two of them, maybe three of them or two of them and then go above 100 to one if I still want to have some access to the very top of the board. If I'm starting at Cam Smith right now at 45, I do have room for someone up there. So Cam Smith, Zalatoris at 65 will be the next one that I put on. And I think I'd rather take the deeper number on Casey and Lowry than I would I mean, that Hatton number that I saw earlier this morning is now gone. It's back down to like 55. I still don't mind the 55, but if I can get Casey at 90, I'd probably just take that instead. And if I can see Lowry at 125, I'd probably take that too. Yeah. Um, just for my own personal, would you prefer Neiman or Fitzpatrick? Probably Fitz. Like, I just worry so much. And I like Neiman in the wind, which is really weird because he has that awesome stinger shot that really allows him to maintain his distance when the wind starts picking up a lot like Woodland does in a way. And then obviously that Tiger used to have too. And we see that Justin Thomas can break it out from time to time. I just worry that Neiman chips himself out of a tournament. I've seen it twice in the past, like six starts. And even if you're having a, even if you're going to be top five in greens and reg, you're going to miss way more greens than you would at most weeks where your top five ranking would have if that makes any sense a little bit but i mean i I thrown out the stat a couple times i don't need to keep hammering down on it but if you can find the fairway off the tee here you're like greens and regulation are fine you're gonna hit like 70 percent of the greens and regulation you miss the fairway you're screwed it's gonna be like 40 percent and he drives that ball pad it it has um like i said he was in that featured group with dustin a couple weeks ago and I was seeing him drive it with Dustin. It was quite impressive. That's really it for me in this range. I, I really have no one else to talk about. Do you? Um, no. How um, Sungjae is kind of fallen, right? Yes, I, I see Sungjae. What's what's the hanging here? Is at eighty? Is that what we're yeah, seeing, Sungjae? Yeah, I'm seeing a, as a high number of eighty, Pat. It seems like a good number. Seems like a very good number. Um, the a little of the Corey Connors steam has has cooled down. Like it's gone to other guys, Abe Answer and and some others, I assume, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like Connors is still seventy to one. Like it's still. I, I didn't put it this ball, way. He, he, at the beginning of the year, I would not have expected Corey Connors to be seventy to one at the PGA Championship. No, and a lot of guys are still holding futures of like one twenty five, one fifty that they should be. Happy about it. He feels like a guy that you'd like to probably bet with placings, you know, and I say that as a guy that bets guys that don't win at half that number, um, who isn't betting placings, but you know, the way his approachability, his driver, I actually see him having a pretty good week. I'm kind of hoping he's forgotten in the games, but I don't know that, that uh, it seems like everyone's still going to want to roster him in, in DK and such. Yeah. DraftKings wise. I like that's where answer and Connors and those guys, I think make way more sense is, uh, is playing DraftKings fantasy, not betting them outright, but you want to, you want to jump up a level here, the hundred to one long shots. Um, yeah, I guess well, I mean, you probably spoke about Louie with Ben, so we don't need to mention it, right? Yeah, and he'll, he'll come back up again. <laughs> Neither you or I are betting him. Yes. Uh, okay, 100 to 1. The ones I have in so far, Wallace at 125. Bobby Mack I got from before the year. He was 150 to 1. Those are both with the placing points on the each way as well. And we're, we can't go to a Pete Dye major, Jeff, and not bet C. Woo! Kim, he's now dropped to 125 to 1 as well. So I will take him with the placings too. So those three guys. And then the other short list I had, strangely enough, Bubba and Kucher were the two guys that I was looking at. 
I mean, Kucher, just the, the whole beat die list, the fact that he's in form, the fact that um, he can sometimes show up on courses you might on a Monday think are going to be too long for him. So I don't, I don't mind Cooch feeling good getting, getting in form. He's down also at- mentioned he got to work with his coach last week with the like in person, first time in, or he's been working with his coach in person um, for the first time in forever, and that's kind of led to a bit of a a form return for for Kucher. I certainly like that. Um, I like Wallace. I'm only mentioning him because of the feisty Euro category. I will not be betting him because he's the ceremonial major championship golfer since his Masters win. But Sergio Garcia, hundred. And ten to one, um, some people seem to be fancying. Fun, that's if you're out there and you're betting Sergio, let me know how that works out. <laughs> um, I am on Woodland. I like Woodland. I'll probably uh, even look for more Woodland to supplement the Woodland I already have. Pat, so he's the major champion. I've mentioned that I really do just get sucked into betting guys that have never won majors before. I did bet a guy that won a major that I cashed on, so. Um, we are doing, we are doing that. Charlie Hoffman, man, he shows up everywhere with, uh, with the form. You think this might be a bit too much of a beast for him? Maybe I'm seeing John DraftKings Kuchar is 175 to one. Like I think he's probably a better top 10 bet than he is an outright win bet, but then Kuchar? he has, someone, but yeah, Kuchar, but then he has someone like Hoffman, right? So Hoffman, Kirk, Tringali, all these guys that are pasting the, second tier PGA events and really propping up their numbers right now. I don't know what to make of them is the problem. Like, how do they do? It's one thing when you're, it's like a lot of the guys who you know, played on this putting surface before and they go and they win the Puerto Rico open. Yeah. They're playing the reason that they're playing in the Puerto Rico open because they're not good enough to play in the WGCs where all the good players are. Yeah, of course. And like, oh, so I, I don't, I'm just saying, oh, Victor, you were like, you had this great, you were like fifth hypothetically in the stats and putting that week. Well, would you have been fifth in putting if all these guys were there? Probably not. Um, a guy I know you've mentioned to me and, and Siwoo on a, on the Pete Dye course obviously goes without saying, but, but um, you know, the tension, the pressure might get there on the weekend, but I'm expecting to see you making an Emiliano Grillo first round leader wager, Pat. Yeah, I'm seeing him at DraftKings right now. He's 110 to 1. He has the same outright betting odds as Harmon, Sergio, Day, Woodland, and Justin Rose. Rose is super interesting, I think, for this course. Because he was top 10 last time it was here. Uh, I think the like the other times that he's played on past Palom was like the Olympics. He won there, obviously. And he still has, like, the driving is still good. The irons are still good. He missed the cut at Valspar, but that was putting related. And we, yeah, and if he's... And like the Honda Classic, we know that he played well there. He withdrew this year, but I think you forget that he was kind of in the mix until he put three in the water and then couldn't walk anymore. Uh, Yeah, and he was, as you've mentioned, one of the guys that I had mentioned to you that with those T5s at both Wells Fargo and and Honda um, that have been mentioned. And you mentioned the Stewart Sink. You could do a lot of that um, hybrid putting. Well, you know, Sink has gotten the attention, but we all know the grand pooba of that on tour is Justin Rose, in my opinion. So you have that going for you. But on that note, Pat, I mean, sounds crazy that I'm saying it, but when you look at the driving stats, you wouldn't believe how high he ranks. And I'm talking about Stuart Sink. I won't get there with it, but I completely understand it. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I, yeah, I'll be just, this is kind of too deep for me to believe in something like that. But man, the way his game has been with the approach, I mean, even you saw the driving stats the week he won. And I'm like, okay, that was like the week he won. I know there were some other big players there, but it's a shorter course. So maybe the other, like he's going full throttle where other guys are toning it down. But then you look at the full season driving statistics for Stewart Singh. You're like, holy shit. He's like top 20. I don't know if I'm going to get, with, I, I don't know if I'm going to get there with Stewart Sink, although we know he can putt from off the green. So that's going to be good news for him. Yeah. The, I don't the, know. The, the, I, old, I mean, I, the old dude that I was concerned with, I misspoke. Justin Rose was at API this year and not Honda has played Honda really well in his past. Just like Adam Scott has uh, another guy who's played well at both of those courses that you had mentioned before, but I was looking at Westwood. Westwood kind of got his game back a little bit at Byron Nelson. Now, can you take anything from Byron Nelson? Cause it was the easiest possible course anyone could have played, but it was the first time in a while he like played. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not there. I, I, I feel like I'll have less of that player. That type of player. What, I'm always what, team fe- Westwood though. Fe- feisty old Euro. Isn't that what we've been talking about? Yeah, no, I just mean like, uh, the shorter hitter. That's just going to need everything in the end. He'll miss the four footer. And if he makes him, I'll cry for him. Like I'm a, I live in a, in a pro Westwood house. So I, I don't need a bet on Westwood to have all the feels um, for Westwood. Just trying to think who else in this range. Oh, wow. What a number. Seeing Ricky as high as 180, Pat. Oh, is that is that doing it for you? In on Ricky? I don't think. Ricardo Flower. Yeah, did, does Ricardo get a major championship win first or a Corn Ferry win first? Could be staring Corn Fairy in the face. Um, who else is here? I know we talk about him a lot. Uh, just, you know, he's won in a big event. Uh, Kokrak? Yeah. 50 to 1? Yeah, Kokrak could be fine. I worry about his short game. There's a lot of guys' short games I really worry about. Yeah, I mean, but we're in the range of the not, you know, the player with staggering with far more staggering weaknesses than say the other top part half the board no no we i talking about i completely agree with you but i think there's just rather other guys whose peak that i would like more for what i want to see out of this course like i think this course is probably too long for someone like kevin na but i think that he has the required skill set to go win at this course if it gets if it if the winning score is minus seven minus eight i think kevin na could win that tournament here okay I got a couple names and it's not just all name service and then we can be done or do whatever you want or actually have a little f- surprise on, on the way out. But a couple names here and one of them just passed me that I want to say first. Um, only throwing it out because you mentioned the course as a comp where he won the major. Uh, Francesco? I, I think like insane. I, as high I, as 200. I, I always like Francesco, so I, I can okay. see that. Um, you're kind of interested in that. I was really embarrassed and let down by um, what Thomas Peters didn't give me last week, but isn't he that guy that just plays like it's like the Fitzpatrick? Like, no, he just plays good on harder courses. I like Peters DraftKings wise, and maybe I'll end up with the top 20 on him. But if we're talking outright bets, I'll pick a pass. Yeah, listen, agreed. Throwing names. Um, here's another one. Was a darling, what, six weeks ago, a month ago? If you want to talk links, I believe he won the Alfred Dunhill. Um, the match play, the players, even a strong masters, Victor Perez. He's like a forgotten entity. When was the last time he played? Was it the masters? I don't know, but I'm seeing it like 200, 250. 
So that's it. That's it for me. Just like naming names, but those are guys that, um, yeah. I, I think I would have the most interest. I, Molinari's just been so over the map. Some some weeks he's good. Some weeks he's really bad. I can't really figure him out. At least with Peters last week, like he missed the cut because he putted like shit. And that's going to happen when you're Thomas Peters. But I think the rest of his game is pretty good. I so, mean, yeah, yeah. You don't want the, you don't want me to say the next name. So no, you can say it. Is it Bo Hostler? Is he in this field? <laughs> no, I don't believe he is. It is um, a guy who hits exceptional irons from over 200 yards, which is important this week, and it's Cam Davis. But now I'm just staring at the name. We're done. We're done here. Okay. But I did want to make the Bubba case. Bubba has played these, I oh, mean, five, ready for it. five of 12 wins on Pete Dye courses, second at Whistling Straits, 11th here in 2012, 21st at Whistling Straits in 2015. And he's like starting to get his game back a little bit. And the biggest thing with him is his driving numbers are through the roof. No big surprise with Bubba. But if you go and look at it over the past, like, eight months, he's hitting way more fairways than everyone else, which like out of the big hitters, of his distance, he is the one who's leading in fairways gained. He's hitting more fairways than the field is doing right now. And if he can do that here, I think that's a huge advantage. And if this is a course where he can putt from off the green and really get a sense of how this is going to play, I kind of like Bubba. Not going to talk you out of it. Um, at the same price, you, I, there's been so much love for Keegan, but I haven't really heard anyone with love for Bubba. There's love for Keegan, and Keegan's like 60 to 1. I'm seeing it higher. I feel like DK's got a hundred. Oh, DK, DK has a hundred on him. The one I was just looking at had sixty. I was switching. Wow. Around, so. Yeah. No, DK. Yeah. I mean, just speaking of Keegan. No, as you said, you you shot or shop at bet at DK. <laughs> it's the best. Um, King Bradley. Keegan Bradley seventy to one on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I, I don't hate it. I don't. He's when oh. I ran the numbers, he came out number one. I was like, oh great! I almost threw my computer into mm. the trash. So maybe yeah. this grid I use should update uh maybe just like double it or something like that and then uh then i'll be have some interest in keegan bradley 71's not a terrible number obviously like he he's done i mean it's a i don't know it's a big ass but but the the way that he's i, I mean what am i trying to say like there could be flashes but it's just gonna end painfully but the courses he's won at the courses he's plays well at even recently pat I don't like going back to Honda kind of feels silly, but played really well there. Yeah. All right. I think that I'm not betting him. Okay. I think that we should move to the quick picks for the PGA championship. I will have my final picks out on Wednesday, both on the show, noon Eastern time, live chat, plus the final picks, weather, ownership update, all of that stuff. So subscribe to Mayo Media Network to tune into that. Bets I have in officially as we've been going through the course of this show. Cameron Smith, 45 to 1. Matt Wallace, 125 to 1 with a top 8 each way. Robert McIntyre, 150 to 1 with the top 5 each way. See, woo! Kim, 125 to 1 with the top five each way. And I grabbed a Will Zalatoris, 65 to 1 to win. No each way attached to that, just an outright win. So those are the five that I'm in on right now. Obviously, I have a lot of wiggle room here since three of those guys are above 100 to 1. I'll probably end up adding Kucher and Bubba just for kicks. And then I might make a choice between DJ or Speeth, depending on what the number is. And that might just be it for me. Actually, I, um, I forgot to mention uh, that Casey 90 to one. I, I also bet that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, 
I, maybe I should have asked you before I said this. Are, are Tom and Sky doing a show? Uh, they are, yes. They're going to be breaking down the European half of this field. So you might want to tune into that. Uh, that should come out no, Monday ex- evening or Tuesday morning. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's all these, like, Hogard and Horsefield and so many guys, but and uh, but yeah, they can take care of that. Even the Victor Perez, I'd be curious to see what their thoughts are um, there. So good. I asked a question, I got an answer, and maybe it's a end up being a bad plug. My picks, the bets that I have made. Xander Shoffley, 25 to 1. Victor Hovland, 35 to 1. Daniel, how's your burger? 44 to 1. The bets that I am looking at. That Will Zalatoris, 65. Tony Finau. I'm getting indigestion as I'm talking about Finau. Winning and betting it. Oh my God, you can't make that up. Finau, 45 to 1. I don't see how I don't bet it. And the crazy numbers on Hatton. Uh, and my long shot hundred or over it's, it's, uh, my boy G dubs, Gary Woods. You love him. You love him so much. I do. Listen, this is Pat. When he won the U S open, I also bet, I don't know. I'm just protecting my U S open future. Maybe. That's an interesting strategy. Pat, I got a box. Oh, you got, oh, you got a box with you. Who are you taking in one and done? Um, Xander. You're taking Xander? Have you used Xander, I guess, is the question. I don't think I ever use Xander. I've made fun of him this entire year. Uh, you have not used Xander. I'm using Cam Smith, and Tim has Ander cursed poor Colin Morikawa. Tim's three picks, by the way. Bryson, Morikawa, and Mark Leishman. Those were his one, two, three. And he did say that both Xander and Will Zalatoris have no chance of winning. So use that information wisely. What do you got in that box? What's in the box? So we'll have some fun, not today, because you already watched this show, people. You think we're going to burn that for this? <laughs> Fuck. A show this good, this popular? So, not going to lie, have not really been that impressed with what I've seen come out. But, like a very lucky person, Pat, I hoarded two pre orders at a very reasonable fair price of the golf cards. Oh. Then I, because I'm an insane person and thank you, KH Lee, or thank you, Jeff Radcliffe. Jeff Ulrich. I bought one at retail price this week. So we've got three boxes here of uh, the Artifacts Golf uh, that came out. Uh, Again, it's kind of been underwhelming with what I've seen uh, come out. I saw somebody pull a pack with three ladies and a Tom Lovelady card. I don't know whether that was like a troll um, I've seen lots of people pulling Alexander Bjork autos. So watch me get triggered sometime in the future when I rip a Julie Inkster auto. Maybe we'll do something. We'll give something away. Well, maybe we can have some fun. Well, hopefully we just get like 90 Tiger Woods cards. Oh my God. I would go through the roof. I, I, I watch some of the breaks and I'm happy when they have bad boxes because I'm dumb enough to believe maybe mine will be good. Because they didn't get the good ones that are just stored yeah. in the boxes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Haven't seen a lot of Tigers or Brysons out there, so maybe there's something good in here. Maybe we'll have a Morikawa in there. Yeah, if it's not Tiger, who would be the most valuable card, do you think? They did a horrible job, but it's uh, Justin. 
and Bryson and Morikawa. It's they not, didn't even put Hovlins in this set it's or not, Roms. It's like, not, there's there's no Speeths. I don't think I, there's. I don't know. Uh, they they really yeah. There, there's another set. Oops. That there's another set coming out next month. Um, that I do have pre-orders on also, and maybe I won't be dumb enough to buy one at the week of retail price. But um. Yeah, no, I don't think there's. I haven't seen Spieths. I've seen people pull Willet autos. Oh, nice. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I will be back on Tuesday with Rick Gaiman going player by player throughout the field. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, not only are you in a draw for all of those massive cash giveaways, uh, you will have first access to the video version. You'll be able to watch that tonight if you want to on Monday evening. You don't have to wait until Tuesday morning for that show to come out. If you crave more PGA Championship content that will be DraftKings specific Jeff Feinberg you can follow on Twitter at gfeinberg17 what do you got on the go this week besides this show I uh, got a lot on the go Lily turns five tomorrow uh, so that's really exciting <laughs> yeah, your, your, so daughter, on your, your daughter turns five my son turns one on the same day yes with the same birthday I, I've enjoyed that so that is good um maybe we get some good vibes from that i will be getting all my content out with odds checker i'm going to be recording an odds checker video with uh, eric patterson from uh the score so that is that is exciting that should be out later monday i'll have more odds checker tuesday jeff feinberg show wednesday um a lot of radio requests and my dms and such i sh should i guess respond to so yeah i'll be around all right hit me up yeah, G Feinberg 17 on Twitter is where you can find Jeff at the PME for me. Remember to leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, smash the like, play in the Listener's League, join the newsletter, and fantasynational.com slash mayo get you 20% off. Go check out the content that's already out. Go download those episodes if you haven't already and download all of the ones in the future. I'll be back on Tuesday, and I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!